Hi, I'm Stephen Mansfield and this is your 15. The question for our 15 minutes today is what is destiny? Now you've heard the word destiny. We all hear it. We hear it in movies. We hear people talk about wanting to fulfill their destiny. We, we hear destiny, teams of destiny when we talk about sports teams. And you watch a movie like uh, oh, a few years ago, Forrest Gump. It was all about destiny. And, and uh, you know, remember the image, maybe some of you remember the feather coming down and gracing him. And he lived sort of a destined life for a while. Military leaders in film talk about fulfilling their destiny as commanders. And uh, even in the movie Seabiscuit, when we're talking about a horse, you know, people want to fulfill their destiny and their purpose. And, and this is what we are all made for, of course, and we're going to understand why today. But the, the point is that there are many versions or understandings of destiny. By destiny, some people mean greatness. By destiny, some people mean what's ordained for them. By destiny, some people mean fate. Uh, there, there are many different understandings of it. The Christian understanding, though, the biblical understanding of destiny is one of the most exciting concepts in the scriptures. Uh, it, it will explain so much about who you are and, and, and why, why we function the way we do as human beings. And so let me just drill down here a little bit into the biblical concept of destiny. And then in future teachings, we'll talk about fulfilling destiny and how to walk out your destiny and how God fashions destiny. That'll be for 15s of the future. Probably the scripture we ought to begin with is Colossians 1.16. Colossians 1.16 is a great place to begin because it describes governments and thrones and powers and things in heaven and things on earth. And then it says all of these things, in fact all things, are created by Jesus and for Jesus. That's the whole point of that scripture. All things are created for him and by him. Now, this means everything from trees to nations to people to music to art to everything in the world, technology. All things were created for him and by him. So if everything is created for him and by him, then everything has a purpose that is fulfilled in him. And that really is the core understanding of destiny. Destiny is not just fate, it's not just fame, it's not just what comes from talent, it's not just what comes from money. Destiny is understanding that God has created all of us for a purpose that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, that is for Jesus Christ, and that is for His glory. Now, the way that destiny works from a biblical perspective is that before God created anything, He determined what was going to happen in history. He determined uh, what we would be about, what we were made for, what gifts we would have, all of that kind of thing. Now, I understand immediately that some folks take this issue of destiny and predestination too far. I'm going to reach over here and knock on this table. And I don't necessarily believe that before the creation of the world, God determined that I would knock on that table. We, we don't have to believe in kind of a microcosm, every detail is destined kind of thing, uh, to believe in destiny. It, it really is this way. It's like, it's as though you're on a ship, and the ship is going, let's say, from the port of Houston to the port of Singapore. And you're on that ship, and so your destiny, your destination, is Singapore. You're going there. Now, exactly what happens on that ship, and whether you go left or right, or which cabin you turn into, or which side of the ship you're looking at the ocean from, well, that, that's, that's a matter of what happens at the time and, and, and your own will. But essentially, you're on a ship, and you're going towards Singapore, 
and you will reach your destination. That's the way destiny is. You have a destiny. Uh, your, your family has a destiny. Your city has a destiny. Your nation has that. Your people group has a destiny. Humankind has a destiny. God has determined these things in advance. He says in, in Isaiah 46.10 that he declares the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things that are not yet. His counsel will stand. So God determines from before the creation of the world things that are true of us, true of our people group, true of cities, true of nations, etc. That's what destiny is. Now just imagine for a moment that sin was not in the world, that we aren't living in a deformed, uh, perverted uh, world that doesn't function the way God ordained for it to function, and, and everybody was free to fulfill their destiny from the beginning. You're born in the world, your parents have a sense of what you're made to be, they're fulfilling their destiny, they can help you and train you into what you're made to be. All of your gifts, all of your personality, everything about your body, everything that, that, is, that is part of who you are, all of it feeds into your destiny. And, and, uh, and there wasn't the sin and the deformity and the bruises and the wounds and the, the sinful patterns. Imagine that every city fulfilled its destiny and every nation fulfilled its purpose on the earth. I mean, it would be what we would call heaven, wouldn't it? It would be the kingdom of God. It would be the ideal state. Well, that's what God is attempting to restore in our lives. But the fact is that sin did enter the world. Mankind did sin. And if sin is anything, it's really a perversion of purpose, isn't it? When you think about sin, it's not just, you know, I mean, it is certainly drinking too much or doing things wrong sexually or stealing or, you know, corruption, all of those things that we know to be sin, lying and cussing and all, all of those things that, that we understand to be violations of God's will. But, but all of those things are sins because they're perversions of purpose. You know, we're meant to use our mouths to sing God's praise and to bless people and to communicate good things and so on. When we use our mouths to tear people down uh, or, or to curse or to, or to create a, a damaging, destructive environment, well, we're, we're using a godly gift, words and voice, to do perverted things. And, and that's, that's the way it is. Most sin is a good thing that's perverted and deformed. So every human being, you in particular watching this, you are made for a purpose. Even if you don't know Jesus Christ, even if you're not Christian, it's, it's not about right now uh, how you're living spiritually. It's just a truth of your life. Uh, in fact, Augustine said, the great St. Augustine said something wonderful. He said, Lord, you have formed us for yourself and our hearts are restless till they find their fulfillment in you or they find their, their rest in you. You formed us for yourself but our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. See, we're all made for Jesus, and we're all made for a purpose in Jesus, and we're going to live a restless, unsettled life until we finally hit the sweet spot of our lives. We finally live what we're made for, and that can only happen in Jesus Christ. See, everything about you, everything about the way you're made, the basic way that you look, your basic personality, uh, your gifts, your inner wiring, as we say. All of that is part of the way that uh, God has made you for a purpose. Uh, I think I may have used this illustration in, in other 15s. You'll notice that I'm using my hands quite a bit. You'll notice that I gesture when I talk to the camera. Well, I'm basically a teacher. It's the way God made me. So 
everything about uh, how, I, how I use my hands without even thinking about it, uh, the way my face is, all of that is about me being a teacher. I'm, you can't tell on this camera, but I'm also almost 6'5". I think even that has something to do with, with me being a teacher and a, communication of informa a communicator of information. Uh, and, and then I have a very weird personality, probably like a lot of you feel like you have a weird personality. Well, somehow it seems to congeal and help me to, to, to talk to people and teach people. You see, the things that are about me in their cleaned up form, in their righteous form, are part of what God's made me to be. And this is why people are restless. Until they understand their uniqueness in Jesus, that they're made for a purpose, that they have certain gifts, that their personality, they're not just misfits, they're not just left out of the, the assembly line of talent, you know, like many of us think we are. I certainly thought that when I was growing up. I had no talents at all that I could figure out. I thought that God had forgotten about me. I'm sure many of you feel the same way. The point is that until we come to Jesus and until we recognize that he has a destiny for us, we don't really uh, understand all the parts and pieces of us, the uniqueness of our personality, why we think differently, why we're different from the other people in our family. And so we feel like misfits. And then many of us try to do things that we think may be about fulfilling destiny or at least will answer the cry of our heart and it only brings more destruction. In fact, until you begin to fulfill your destiny in Jesus, frankly, many of the gifts and talents, many of the unique things God has given you, uh, they, will, they will actually create bondage for you and become the prison uh, that damages and contains your life. For example, uh, let's say that a man has a, a gift from God uh, to make money. And he hasn't given his life to God. He's not living for righteous purposes. But this is his destiny. This is his calling. It's actually one of the gifts that's mentioned in Scripture, an ability to make money and give money and be generous. Well, let's say he does that apart from being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So he makes a lot of money. Well, what's going to happen? He's going to spend that money to buy the very things that lead to his destruction. He's going to buy, who knows, the drugs and the booze and the women and the cars and the, and the houses. And he's going to look for fulfillment and all of that. His gifts brought things into his life that his character and his commitment to Jesus were not present to sustain. And so it just became the bondage that destroyed his life. This is, this is one of the important things to know about destiny in a personal sense. Uh, and that is that you're, you're in, in the soil of your gifts can be the seeds of your destruction. And that's why fulfilling destiny is not just about perfecting who you are or, 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 or becoming better at a talent. I mean, all that comes in its time. Destiny is first and foremost about connecting with the God who set your destiny, who determined your destiny. There's a great story, a great passage uh, in, in the book of Acts. Uh, the Apostle Paul, the famous Apostle Paul, is telling the story of his conversion. And he says that when Jesus appeared to him on the Damascus Road, Jesus said, I have appeared to you for this purpose. So Jesus, uh, you, if you know the story, you know that he's shown, uh, Paul was persecuting the church, and Jesus appeared to Paul, and there was a bright light, and there was loud noises, and those with him thought it thundered, and, and, and it, was a, it was a powerful moment. And, and Paul uh, is, is on the ground listening to Jesus speak, and Jesus says, listen, I have appeared to you for this purpose, that you might be a light to the Gentiles. Now, the point is that when Paul encounters Jesus, that's when the restoration of his purpose occurs. That's when Jesus begins to speak to him about his purpose. Come to me. Come to me and be born again, Jesus is saying. Come to me 
and live for me. Come to me and let me change you. Come to me and let me transform you inside so that you're all the re gifts that I've given you and all those dynamics of your personality and every purpose that I want to fulfill in your life uh, is, is, is wonderfully and gloriously fulfilled uh, and understand that I'm appearing to you that that purpose might be restored. I want to be very clear that that is when the purpose of your life begins to be fulfilled. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you live for Him, when you're born again, when you say to Him, I believe you died for my sins, I believe you're Lord, I believe you're the Son of God, I believe you were raised from the dead again, I want my life to be completely yours, I want you to live in me and fulfill that divine destiny. That's when the restoration of purpose begins to occur. And by the way, that passion to fulfill purpose, that desire to fulfill your destiny, it never goes away. You know, Paul, when he had been a believer many, many, many years and, was, and had, had done many amazing things as, as a Christian leader, said in Philippians 3, I want to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. You hear those words? I want to take hold of that purpose for which Jesus has taken hold of me. I, I mean, that is a powerful statement from a man who already knew Jesus, had done miracles, he'd preached to you know, thousands, he'd done amazing things, he'd had visions. He was an amazing older man in God, and yet, what was his passion? He said two things. A little later he says, I want to know him. That never goes away. And then he said, I want to take hold of that, that purpose for which Jesus took hold of me. Paul always understood that, he, that Jesus had appeared to him because Paul had a purpose that Jesus wanted to see him fulfill. This is the issue we all need to understand. If you're a believer watching this, if you're a born-again believer, if you're a Christian, then you have been born again. Jesus has reached to you because he has a purpose for you. He loves you. Sure, he wants you to not go to hell. He wants you to know him. He wants you to walk in, in family and relationships and fulfill you know, a, a glorious love life here on earth. At the same time, though, there's a purpose for your life. It's why you have the personality that you do. It's, it's why you have the gifts that you do. It's, it's why you think the way you do. In fact, when it's all fulfilled, you'll probably say, you know, it's even why I look the way I look and I'm built the way I'm built and, and, I, and I think the way that all of those things come together in that destiny. So understand, you, your passion should be to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of you. And if you're watching this and you're not a believer, you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that from a biblical perspective, you have wonderful gifts, a wonderful calling. You were made for Jesus, not just to sit in church all day, that's not what that means, but to fulfill a glorious purpose. Who knows what it is? You won't know until you give your life to Him and let Him unfold it. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's to work in politics, or maybe it's to teach people, or maybe it's to make wealth and work in business, or, or maybe it's to work with technology, or the arts, or the media. There are so many possibilities. Um, but, but destiny is something that is throbbing in your heart. It's probably why you're even watching this. And it's something that you will never be fulfilled without because we were made for a divine purpose. Destiny is the purpose that God set for you from before the creation of the world. And it's a purpose that will only be fulfilled in knowing Jesus Christ. And that is your 15.